Hey, what's up? It's Cole, Janine's producer on the podcast. Welcome to the Janine Hernandez experience. It's time to get inspired, step into your purpose, and create a life worth living. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on the Janine Hernandez TV show. Today I have Mr. Johnny Wimbry with me. Welcome, Johnny. Hello, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm extraordinarily excited to be with you. I am so excited to have Johnny with us. He is a not only an international trainer, he's a number one best-selling author, multimillionaire, business owner. He just does it all, guys. So I'm super excited to have him with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about his book, uh, Building a Millionaire Mindset. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Super excited um, about you, following you for the last few years. Uh, huge congratulations and shout outs to you. Um, I think I'm going to nickname you the the girl who kicks the doors in. I see you on all kind of platforms. Like, how'd that girl get on that, that platform? <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't I kick the doors in. That's what I'm going to call myself, too. <laughs> uh, um, but honestly, you're a true inspiration. Like, I look at you and I'm like, oh, my God that's exactly where I want to be in the next upcoming years. So I just keep pushing, I keep pushing and keep doing what I need to do to keep pushing forward. So thank you for that. That's um, how you do it. That's how you do it. Push, push to me stands for persist, persist until success happens. Exactly. And never give up, right? I cannot. You cannot. So I want our, uh, first of all, I want our viewers to know a little bit more about you because I know that there's so much more than what I had named. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started on your journey. You know, if we, um, my, my name is Johnny Wimbry. I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth area um, and um, I'm an international speaker, um, best-selling author. Um, currently my newest book right now uh, hit, hit number one um, for bestsellers um, for new releases. Um, and it's called Building a Millionaire Mindset. And Janine, I, I put everything I had into this book. Um, I wrote this book as if, if I, if I was never heard again, what would I, what I want, what would I want my children to have access to the mindset? And to me, that's everything. Um, you know, we, we call it, it's, it's building a millionaire mindset. The subtitle is, you know, how to use the pillars of entrepreneurship to gain, maintain and sustain which is very important, sustain long lasting wealth. And, you know, I'm a first generation millionaire and it's my responsibility to make sure that my children are second generation millionaires and their, their children are third generation millionaires. This book is the antidote. This book is to, to help, you know, generations beyond me, how to maintain and sustain, you know, um, financial freedom. And what's funny enough about the book and you know me well enough to know, it's not all about money. Um, it's, it's about the mindset. Um, you know, I, I, I coach a lot of people, Janine, you know, from people that you see on television in Los Angeles as a Hollywood celebrity life coach. Um, I've coached um, very high profile individuals around the world from athletes, even politicians, te television personalities again. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest things that I have to deal with more than anything else when I'm coaching high profile individuals is a lot of the individuals got the success before they had the mindset. And if you don't, ma if, if you don't master success, success will master you. The whole thing about this book is creating the mindset, not just just not to just gain it, but to sustain it and pass it on. And you'll realize once you die, die especially in the introduction, just the introduction alone, you will realize that when I talk about money, it's just one ingredient of wealth. It's one ingredient of success. It's one ingredient of the millionaire mindset. 
Um, you know, it, it's kind of like talking about chocolate cake. If I say chocolate cake, you know, I'm talking about sugar, but I don't have to say sugar, but I'm talking yeah. about sugar. So when I say wealth, when I say success, when I say the millionaire mindset, money is one ingredient and that's it. Wow. So, okay. So you put pretty much the blueprint of your success of your, like the, the blueprint of your family and you put it in one little book, tied it up in a bow and you allowed everyone access to it. Yeah. Like how amazing is that? Because it's something that you, you're going to teach how to maintain and, you know, succeed and become a millionaire, but with the mindset to do it, but then you're sharing it with the world. Absolutely. How awesome, how awesome is that? <laughs> It, you know, it's 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 awesome to me because I've helped over 40 people make over a million dollars. And and I would say about 80 percent of those individuals were broke when I met them. So coaching them, working with them, doing business with them, helping them expand on a global scale, you know, creating partnerships on a global scale. Um, and I would say less than half of those individuals have it today. So I noticed I, I noticed that I was good at helping people, you know, wake up that sleeping giant. And, and, and cause them to, you know, strive and run and, and just like live a life empowered to be successful. Um, but, you know, I did this in my early 30s. So I didn't know um, that most people would lose it <laughs> because I didn't. I didn't lose it. I, I have never not been a millionaire since I've been a millionaire. Like wow. I've never like I, I when I made six figures for my first time in my life in my in my in my 20s. I never have never not made six figures a year ever. I've never gone backwards. And I started to realize the only difference between me and somebody who's a very hard worker, who's matching my numbers is the mindset that I had to retain it. Mm -hmm. to duplicate it. So um, yeah, it, it, it is the roadmap. I, I wrote this book in the mindset of the new think and grow rich for a modern ear, a modern mindset and a modern hunger. I uh, personally am very excited to read this book. I started reading it. I'm on chapter one. Um, I've received the book a couple days ago. But Let me I ask you a question. Did you read the introduction? I did. And did you, I, have, did you have to go back? Did, did, did I put you in check or you did it without me having to tell you to? I read, I read it. I read it again. No, but you know what? <laughs> For me, at least, because I'm a growing business owner and I yeah. am at a point where I'm, I'm learning to scale my business on my own. Like I, I have mentors and I have coaches, but I I need to learn how to sustain it. I need to learn how to um, continue with the mindset because I'm not I'm not going to lie. Sometimes those fears creep in and it's like, can you do it again? Like, can I do this again? Yeah. I did it once. Oh, you're going to love again? it. You're and going so, if, if that's a hurdle that you have, you're going to love this book. You're gonna love it because there's there, there's pillars that you have to stand on and it causes you to do self inventory. What I do more than anything else, Janine, is I don't just help people create breakthroughs. I help them help themselves to get to the breakthrough. Mm. So when you are part a part of the journey, not just a coach who's telling you what to do, but when you're figuring it out for yourself because you have challenges, you own it. And when you own it, you take responsibility. And when you take responsibility, you don't want to give it to anybody else. That is yours. That is something that in, is inside you. So gaining it, you know, making a million dollars is what is, is making a million dollars in one year was, was, I would say, one of the easiest things I've ever done. Wow. And, I, and, and I'm not saying that without, without exaggeration. I'm not saying it's the easiest thing I've ever done, but it's one of the easiest. Believing I can do it was the hardest. 
the belief. belief. Yes. And that's and, why these uh, are very important. I'm I'm excited to read it, and uh, and also like you mentioned, you um. You coach high-profile people, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so for me as a new business owner, for me to have access to your book and have access to the things that have helped make you successful is phenomenal. So I, I feel like anybody that's listening right now or watching right now, definitely go check out the book because he's going to give you some pillars that are going to help you maintain and sustain the business. Um, so why... Why this book, though? Because you've written other ones, right? Why is this yeah. one different? You know, my first book that I wrote uh, called, you know, From the Hood of Doing Good, which is this book right here. We, we've done, you know, I, I was at this point well over $250,000, 50,000 copies printed and sold around the world in multiple languages. Um, this book kind of teaches you about me. It, 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 it talks about the principles that I use in my life to overcome the adversity in my life, from the hood to doing good. You know, hood stands for hazardous obstacles of destruction. Um, and, you know, I, I've been through a lot of hazardous obstacles that, that were designed to, to destroy me. And many of those things I participated in. It was my fault. This book um, is not really about getting to know me um, and, and, and what I've gone through. You'll, you're going to learn a lot about me, but it's really about getting to learn you. It's 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 creating an atmosphere where you have to peel back the layers that are inside you. Um, every pillar, there's 18 pillars. After every chapter, there's an exercise. And um, I, I, I guarantee you this, that book that's behind you, I can see it, that you ordered. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you'll never let anybody borrow it. I wrote it in a way that you will never let anybody borrow this book if they don't live with you. And there's a reason, because your heart ends up getting into this book. There are pages that you have to fill out. There are exercises, you know, there are questions that you may not want anybody else to know right now. It's going to end up being your journal and possibly even your diary. Your children's children will be able to hold on to this book as your book, not theirs. They got to get their own copy. And I wrote it in a way, um, one of the biggest things that I get on this book is Johnny, I let somebody borrow it and they never gave it back. And it is, it's a very powerful book. And I, I understand why um, it's hard for people to get this book back. My, I mean, I'm, my, my brother's in prison serving 40 years and I can't tell you how many books I have sent to him in prison that never make it back to him. Mm -hmm. I, and, and, I, and, and I I know why, but I also know why nobody's gonna ever loan this book to anybody. Everybody's mm -hmm. gonna have to get their own. Well, I'm excited to dive in and I, I'm a big journal person, so I definitely will be journaling as well with it because it's going to yeah, help with the, the mindset part of, you know, growing my business, et cetera. And I kind of will feel like you're, you're the one coaching me one-to-one -one while I do yeah. it. Um, so, hear, you will hear my voice while you're reading. That's, that's, I, that's the biggest compliment I've gotten so far. You got, we just released on December 1st. So nobody read the book, not the masses. Um, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes did an endorsement on it. Emmett Smith uh, did an endorsement on it. Les Brown did the forward on it. Jan Miller, who's the literary agent for Dr. Phil, Tony Robbins, Bishop Jakes, Joel Osteen. Um, she did an endorsement on it. Um, Evan Carmichael, Nancy Lieberman, who's the first um, female that's ever been inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame. Um, there's, some, there's some giants. Holton Bugs, one of my greatest friends, the wealthiest friend I have. He actually did a endorsement on the book. And you're going to see that we create a relationship in the book. Um, I'm creating what I'm calling the BAM squad because building a millionaire mindset, hashtag BAM. 
So we're having the BAM squad. So there's going to be a readers, a, a book reading club. Um, there are already people who are buying books in bulk so they can have it in their, um, their, their group reading. But all of these individuals are going to be invited into the BAM squad. And we're going to invite you to share your testimonies, to you know, take pictures with your with your assignments if you feel if you if you feel if you feel like doing it. If not, blur it out. But I predict that I will have people who are part of my BAM squad that become business partners from Australia to New York to London to South Africa to Singapore to the Czech Republic. I believe that people like you will be doing businesses, uh, doing business in parts of the world that you've never even been to because you're a part of the BAM squad. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I can't wait for this uh, book club. I can't wait for this book club. So, okay, I want to take it back a little bit because um, you mentioned that you had a rough upbringing, right? So what, mention a little bit about that, like talk to us a little bit about that. And then how did that shift? Like what happened that made you like wake up one day and say, no, I need to change my path and do something different? I'm going to read something real quick that they wrote about me. And then I'm going to tell you uh, a little, I like, I like the way they say it better than the way I say it, but, I, okay. but then I'm going to give you my twist on it. So okay. um, McGraw Hill, which is the largest publisher in the world. They are the publishers that did my book. They're the ones that did, did, did the deal with me. And so the meteoric rise of Johnny Wimbrey is one of the, uh, one of the great rags to riches tales of our time by seizing control of his life and developing a brand new mindset. Wimbrey went from being a teenage drug dealer, to creating to, to the creator of three companies that are currently worth over eight figures. Now, this insightful book, he provides the knowledge and tools and, and insight that he used to achieve these dreams. So my earliest memory of life was living in a battered women's shelter. That's mm -hmm. the first thing I remember. First thing I remember about me was being homeless. And, you know, I was raised around gangs and violence and drugs and, and, and a lot of adversity my entire life and many of the things I participated in. You know, I talked about my brother who's in prison right now. He's serving 40 years. He's done 20 years on a 40-year sentence right now. And I'm not better than him. I just didn't get caught. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went through a lot of hell in my life in terms of the things that I had access to. And I participated in, in, in many of those things. And I take full responsibility. And somebody who has a teenage felony, um, you know, I got a lot of friends who are in prison. I got a lot of friends who are dead. And, you know, the, the, the moment for me that absolutely was the, you know, the, 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 the pivotal point in my life, um, I was 18 years old. I was a junior in high school and my homeboy was murdered. Mm -hmm. And this, this wasn't my first friend who was murdered, um, sadly. But um, this time I knew the person who who killed him very well. And, um, you know, we we plotted revenge. And the night of the wake, we were invited to um, be a part of a small circle with the family to visit the body and to just kind of, you know, have a session. And now that I look at it now, um, you know, we were set up. Thank God we were set up. Um, so they had ministers and counselors there waiting for us. And the mother of my homeboy got in front of the casket and looked at all of us and said, I forgive the young man who killed my son. Hmm. Those words would ultimately change me forever because I just remember having the most mature moment of my life because when she said, I forgive the young man who killed my son, I had a gun on me and I feel stupid. Like, I mean, the mother has already found forgiveness. Who am I to go get revenge and disrespect her? And yep. I, I felt like I would disrespect her. So I asked the minister to meet me outside and he met me outside and I gave him my gun. His name was Reverend Fitzgerald. 
And he looked at me and he said, you're, you're not going to get this back. And I said, please don't ever give it back to me. And that night I went to sleep and I prayed. I said, God, send somebody in my life that can just help me stay on the right path. The next day at the funeral, there was a lady, a young lady, young girl sitting about four or five seats down from me, about three or four girls I didn't recognize. I'm like, these girls ain't from the hood, Wayne. I've never seen them before in my life. Um, they're from Arlington, Texas, which is about 15, 20 minute drive. And, and I just remember like, wow, these girls are beautiful. And those same girls would be at um, um, one of the counselor's house. Her name is um, Mama and Papa Crane is what we call them. Um, and so they came to the house and me and my boys were there. And this is after the funeral. You know, we're changing clothes and the girls show up and a young lady named Crystal was there. Well, that young lady is now my wife today for 23 years. I, that was that was February the 6th of 1993. Wow. And um, we started dating a week later and she became my best friend. We've been together ever since. Wow. And, and I'm, I'm telling that story because she gave me a reason. Like mm -hmm. I used, I acted different around her. I, I mean, I didn't want her to get caught up in any of my, 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 my dirt. So I never brought her to my side of town. And it caused me to start thinking different and acting different because her mother put pressure on me and told me I had to get a real job. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know what too, what stands out from your story is the self-awareness that you had at the age of 18. Because yeah. for a lot of us, that doesn't happen until a lot later in life. So for you to yeah. have that like, bing, wake up moment yeah. at that time, it's so young too. Um, that's a blessing in itself. And so what did you start doing from that point forward that got you to a place where you're writing books and yeah. multiple <laughs> businesses and, uh, and, you know, multiple streams of income, et cetera? You know, um, and this is without exaggeration, every single one of my homeboys that were sitting next to me would end up going to prison. Like every one of them. Um, they're all out now. Uh, uh, yeah, they're all out now. Well, one, one of them still in um, since back then. And that was in, in the 90s. But most of them are out now. And we still have a friendship. We still have relationships. They still look up to me. And the reason I'm pointing that out is we were all in the same environment. We all heard the exact same thing. But for some reason, I didn't just hear it. I felt it. Mm. And that started me on my journey um, to be successful. You know, I, I never sold drugs to be a popular drug dealer as a kid. I, 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 wasn't, I, I wasn't a disrespectful kid. I wasn't bad. I, you know, I can't say I wasn't bad. I was more like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was that kid. I was a kid that just talked too much, made people laugh and, and um, got kicked out of a, you know, auditoriums and movies and mm -hmm. restaurants and any, anything we did together as a group in <laughs> my high school class. I was the one who's going to get kicked out. Not because I was like a horrible bad. I was just totally disruptive, like totally disruptive. Um, and I didn't know that the thing that got me in trouble would end up making me millions, which is my mouthpiece. Hmm. Being able to move people, me being able to make people laugh, me being able to, you know, encourage people. I, you know, I had I was a ticking time bomb with this incredible gift that was going to destroy me if I didn't learn how to master it. So I got involved with, um, I went to acting school and an acting school probably saved my life. Immediately after high school, one week out of high school, so I didn't have time to have a summer. One week out of high school, um, I started a two-year degree um, program in fine arts and acting. And, um, and that's why, you know, I can speak very articulately. I, I, I can, you know, I, I can mirror image individuals. Um, so 
you know, coming out of acting school and going straight, in, straight into sales, I started selling health and life insurance as a licensed insurance agent. And then I got involved with network marketing. Uh, a homeboy called me um, and said, Johnny, you got to look at something. And at this time, I was a regional vice president of an insurance firm, mm -hmm. like a regional vice president, yeah. youngest regional vice president in the history of this company. So I had the title, but I didn't have the the, the income to go with it um, or the success to go with it. And a friend calls me and says, man, you got to look at something. And I remember that my boss, the owner of my, my national firm, said, Johnny, there are going to be people who want to re recruit you into other things and distract you. I need you to stay focused because I want you to be a millionaire with me. And I just remember him saying that. And so anytime somebody came to me with an idea to make money outside of insurance, I would automatically shut them down. But this was different because it was on the internet. And this was the year 2000. So I'm like, my homeboy got a website. I don't have a website. How do you have a website? So I only went to go look at it because I was jealous. Yeah. Like, how, how do you have a website? I don't have a website. And then I was introduced to the network marketing industry. And when I got involved with network marketing, I ended up being the guy on stage doing the presentations. And, um, you know, only five people, 10 people, which would turn into hundreds within, when I, I would say within a matter of six to eight weeks, I was in front of hundreds of people on stage because I was the guy that everybody wanted to hear from. That was a young, up and coming, very fast success story. And then people started asking me, you know, do you speak here? Do you do this? And I'm like, what do you mean? So then I started researching the personal development and um, professional speaking industry. And I found, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy. And then I found Les Brown. And I was like, this guy's voice connects with me like nothing else. He woke up something was inside me, like between him and Tony Robbins. But Les Brown just resonated with me just a little bit different. My father was a trash man. He was a trash man. And I eventually worked my way into getting to meet him when he when he came into Dallas and um, that changed my life forever because he treated me like a son. It took me about three years of nurture the relationship, but I've been all over the world with Les Brown speaking with him. And, and he has deemed me his number one speaker. He has deemed me as the person, uh, that the only student that he's ever trained as a speaker that can speak on his level. He actually says I'm better than him, but I refuse to say that, that at least can match his level. Wow, Les Brown, I listen to him a lot. And actually I've had the privilege of, of hearing you speak in front of thousands of people, not like 1,000, I'm saying like 12,000, 15,000, 15,000 yeah. people. Yeah. And you're so powerful, so impactful. So like so many people look up to you and are so inspired by your voice and the things that you say. And it's like, oh, Johnny Rimber is talking, let's take notes, you know? It's like you humble <laughs> yourself because it's like the things that you say just change, just make shifts in our mindset. Um, super grateful to have had the opportunity to hear you speak. Um, and I honestly, I don't even remember how we connected. I think it was social media because you have a lot of followers. You have a lot of people that look up to you. And I yeah. think it was social media. And I'm just like, hey, <laughs> hi, I'm Janine. Yeah. Also an author. Um, what inspired you? Or, or let me let me take it back. Do you, when you were younger, did you ever think of writing a book, or did no. is that something that came along? No. With the opportunity? I didn't even read books. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I no, I wanted to. I remember wanted to be a radio DJ. I remember, you know, um, being very fearful um, because. Everyone knew what they wanted to be, or at least they acted like they did. And mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person that would act like I want to do something that I don't want to be. So I was never impressed with just titles. I was impressed with more of like being fulfilled from the inside out, which is moving people. Um, I remember very vividly 
Um, and, and I talk about this in my book, you know, at, at, at some moment in your life, your baby's going to jump, your baby's going to kick. And I, I, I was in fourth grade. It was Miss, Miss Cook's classroom, second story, all the way down, last classroom to the left. Um, we're in class and, you know, we take a test and I normally would finish my test first um, and, and be, be finished pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and my teacher, she knew. And she's already had three Wimbries. I was a third Wimbry, so I'm the baby boy. And she knew, um, she knew me. And so she said, "Okay, Mr. Wimbry, come over here, sit on the floor." And she put earphones on me. And she put a record player, like you know, it was old school. Put uh, earphones on me, and I just started hearing the crackling of the of 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 the record, and and I heard a voice, and the voice said, "I have a dream one day." And when I heard that. It literally started with those words, my baby jumped. I remember it very vividly. Something leaped inside of me that said, your voice is going to do this to people. Mm. And and it scared me. And and it, it scared me in a way where it made me feel like I was being picked on. Like it it wasn't, it didn't make me feel special. It made me feel obligated. Yeah. And the obligation made me run from it. Like, I'm not worthy. Now nah, you got the wrong person. Like, nah, like me. Th- no, you got the wrong person. And, and I talk about this in the book in a way where everybody's going to feel it because there comes a point in your life where, you know, like two most important days of your life, the day you're born and then the day you realize why you were born. I was born January 26, 1975. I realized why I was born in the fourth grade when she put those earphones on me. Now, I would ignore it. I would run from it for well over well over a decade, almost two decades. And and I mean, even to this day, it intimidates the hell out of me to think that my voice is going to be used in any shape, form or fashion like Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And then you go, and then you go, you go through life, and you think to yourself, "Wow, there, there's not going to be an opportunity for my voice to be used like Martin Luther King." Like that, you know, we're we're in a happy place. We're getting better. We don't live in that world anymore. And then 2020 happens. Yep. And that's that's really why I finished the book in 2020 and released it in 2020 mm-hmm. because I, I I believe I'm turning the corner into my season, which I have never admitted that before, ever hmm. out loud. Hmm. So you were chosen for this and you knew that at a very young age. And what would you say, what would you say is this new season for you? You know, my new season is to empower as many lives as possible. And I know that empowering people means they have to have resources. And the resources is the reason that I wrote Building a Millionaire Mindset. Because when you build that mindset, you really can't entertain anything else other than being successful. And successful people have resources. Successful people who have resources, they help fund movements. They help people you know, create movements because they have the resources. So if I'm empowering you know, thousands of people to strive to be wealthy and they have a good heart and they care about people, I already know if they really, really subscribe to the 18 pillars in this book, 
I know I've duplicated myself with people. More wells will be dug in Africa, you know, um, you know, uh, water purification systems, uh, more schools will be built in Guatemala, more, you know, uh, there are several things that I'm a part of on a global basis in third world countries and even here in America. And I know for a fact that if anybody reads this book and they get the mindset, the thinking is going to be multiplied around the world, which is so much greater than I'll ever be. So if I'm empowering other people to find their voice, to find that thing that's inside them, I'm extending what God has put into me and to other people, you know, with the hopes that it will continue to duplicate. That is powerful. I can just imagine how many people are going to change lives just by reading your book. Me, one of them. Yeah. Um, that is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And so do you feel that for 2021, it's going to be a year of shift for many people just by not only reading this book, but getting past 2020 in itself. Um, if they apply themselves with the pillars that you have in this book. There is absolutely no way that anybody can read from the front pages of the book to the last page of this book and not want to just absolutely win in life. And that's really what it is. I think 2020 was a shaking. You know, we all got shook. And unfortunately, we typically make decisions when we're shook. We make life decisions. We make, you know, um, 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 new, um, you know, uh, um, ideas for ourselves and new commitments for our own personal futures when we're shaken. And, um, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, we, we were shaken. <laughs> and, 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 and I talk about this in the book, too. It's not what happens to you. It's what you allow to happen in you when it happens to you. So I, I believe that my book is a recipe for for every single person that went through 2020 and not allowing 2020 to happen in them in a way where it, where, where it takes them out. You know, two things happen when you get knocked down. When you get knocked down, you're either going to get up the same person or you're going to get up a different person. In 2020, if you use it the right way, if you use 2020 in your advantage, get up a different person. Don't get up the same person. Get up more empowered. Um, you know, people ask me questions like about my youth um, because, you know, we, we lived in poverty. Um, and here's what's crazy. Janine. I, I, I live in poverty mentally. I never lived there. Mm. I, I never mentally subscribed to it. I don't have one memory, not one memory of thinking that I would not be successful. I, I cannot remember ever entertaining not being successful. I remember even as a kid, my friends would come over to my house and I wouldn't let them in my house because I was embarrassed. You know what's crazy about that is? What? They lived exactly the same way I lived. Like nothing was different. What, what was inside me that made me feel more valuable to the point where I was embarrassed with people who lived in my neighborhood? Yeah, it's not like they were coming from the rich neighborhoods to come see my home. They live next door. So I don't know where that came from, but I want to share that giant with people. I want to share that mindset with as many people as possible. There is something in every single one of us that refuses to accept an ordinary average life. Average is the very top of the bottom. Ooh. I teach people refuse to be average. In my introduction, I talk about this with my father. You know, my father was a trash man. And I brought I brought my report card home to him one day. 
And, you know, if you know anything about trash men, they get off work very early because they pick up the trash in the morning. So mm -hmm. when I got home from school every day, my dad had already been off work for at least three hours, at least three or four hours. Mm -hmm. So he's sitting in the front yard with his friends playing dominoes, drinking, playing music. So when I come around the corner with my homeboys and we're walking home from school, we can hear my dad laughing and talking crap from a distance. And my dad's personality type is like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Like mm -hmm. that character is like, is that, and I'm not joking. That character was my father's personality type. Everybody was afraid of my father. I've seen mm -hmm. my father, you know, it was nothing to see my dad sitting at a table playing dominoes with a gun next to him. Like that mm -hmm. was just normal for me. It was just something we grew up with. Um, so when I came home, I know I got two things. I got to tell my homeboys, say, say hi to my dad. You got to speak to my dad. If you don't speak to my dad, it's over. It's, I mean, it's going to get bad real quick. Hello, Mr. Wimbry. How you doing? I would always like give people a script. It would be that, that simple. Hello, Mr. Wimbry. How are you doing? And then the second thing that I had to do, I had to speak to my dad's friends. How you doing, sir? How you doing? Just respectfully. That's my dad. He, he doesn't play that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and then immediately I hand him my report card. He already knew that it was coming. No shock, nothing. He always knew. Hand him the report card. No questions. And I stand there until he's done looking at it. He looks at it and he goes, needs improvement, citizenship. Yeah, I know that boy just talks too much. He just keeps going on, keeps going on. And he never, ever, I never really, really got in horrible trouble because of my personality. For some reason, my father just knew, knew was smart enough to know not to kill that in me. Don't kill yeah. that giant that's in me. And I don't know how you knew it, but he just didn't do it. But he said, he said, you got to see. And I'm like, yeah, I passed. I didn't say that. I just listened to him. And he looked at me and he said, C's average. He says, mm. anybody average, all you got to do is show up. Those words from a trash man would ultimately be the foundation of my, of my message that would take me around the world. There are millions of people around the world who have heard me speak, but the evolution of my speech came from those words, anybody can be average. And I hate average. I refuse to be average. I fight against average. Average is my nemesis. I listen, me and the word average are total opposite. And that is the mindset of a millionaire. Wow. I can just imagine like that scenario walking up to your dad, having him the report card, and he's like, You gotta see. Wait, what? <laughs> I, can't wait I can't wait for the movie so I can like really, really, really like paint the picture of how my like my father died last year and, you know, you got a 70 year old man who passed away and his funeral was packed. Mm -hmm. That's how much impact he had. And I'm not saying impact in a positive way. I'm just saying if you met him and he either loved you and loved you hard or you or you or, or he never or you just stayed out of his presence as long as you could. And if you saw him come, you just get out of his way. But he had yeah. like my, my, my dad would take all the kids on the street to pay less to get shoes. Wow. Like he was that guy. Yeah. What and, an and, and, and ass on the way home. <laughs> I saw so many of my homeboys get their ass whooped by my daddy. It was funny. I love that. Love that. So quick question for you. Yes. I have a lot of followers that are writers, authors, speakers, etc. I get a lot of people that reach out to me and they're like, I love what you're doing. I love that you're an author, but I'm so afraid to put my story out there. That's usually the number one thing that I hear is I'm afraid to 
to write my book? Am I good enough to write this? I'm, you know, it's based around fear. What would you tell that person? Run towards it. Don't run away from it because we all have a giant that's inside of us and anything that's so great and so big that it, that it, that it scares you, it's attached to your destiny. Mm. In, anything that's inside you that's saying, Hey, push me out. Don't leave me in here. Don't take me to your grave with you. That's that's a giant that's saying, "Hey, listen, I deserve to live, and you're the only person that can make that can help me live." Your DNA is the only DNA. Your thumbprint. It's only you can make this happen. And if you say you have a song, you have a book, you have a message, you have a play, you have a movie. There's something inside you that only you can bring to this world. It is selfish to leave it here and not let us know that it exists. So anybody who truly wants to be an author, I've helped over, at this point, we've helped over 250 people become published authors. And if you truly have a desire to be a published author, go to costarauthor.com, costarauthor.com. Because what I do, Janine, is I help people not just become a fully published author of their own book. I help them um, you know, collaborate books with other people who have the same desire and have the same dream. So my, you know, I, I have more collaboration books than I have personal books and the power of, you know, I'll tell you this story. That was me one day saying I wanted to be an author, but I just didn't know how I didn't know how to cross over to the masses. The collaboration book that changed my life was this one. You see Jim Rohn, Johnny mm -hmm. Wembry, Brian Tracy and Dr. John Gray. Mm -hmm. Those were giants to me. So for me to put my face next to them validated me to audiences that didn't know my name. So Ooh, yeah. when I walk into a room and I hand somebody this book, this is my business card. I don't have a normal business card. My glorified business card is a collaboration book on the front cover with giants. So I show people what I did, how to align your face with individuals that have a bigger audience with you who have the exact same thing that you want. We want to yep. expand our message. And all you do is contribute a chapter to the book. I have, you know, I have a professional team of uh, um, ghostwriters and interviewers that help formulate your chapter. And that's how I've helped over 25 people become, I mean, over 250 people to become published authors. That is and every awesome. single one of them had no, I would say over 90% of them have never written a book. And without writing this collaboration book, they would have never been a published author. They would have talked about it for the rest of their life, but they never would have done it. And I'm sure they all had the same fears that we all have. Mm -hmm. um, and they just wanted to do something different. Yeah. And, and, and doing it by yourself feels, I mean, you, you can count yourself out so fast, but if you're in my presence, I won't let you count yourself out. Mm -hmm. so, so being attached to other people that are going to hold you accountable and push you and join you and become your business partner. Every single one of my authors are my business partners too. Mm -hmm. So their success is definitely in my best interest. So it's yeah. in my best interest to help elevate them as, as much as possible. That's so amazing. You do some amazing, amazing things for people. I love that. Thank you. All right. So I wanted to um, ask you one last, one last question. What is, um, just for our listeners, our viewers, et cetera, what is one last thing that you would want to leave them with uh, about this book or just in general? You know, um, if, if there was something 
that I could have got my hands on, I would say right around the age of maybe 20, I would have wished to have had this book. <laughs> if, if I had these words speaking to me at the age of 20, even at the age of 30, I would be worth much more. Like what I'm worth today at 46 years old, I probably would have been worth at 30. Mm -hmm. I would have compressed so much time, so much energy. So, you know, not, you know, the value of, 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 of alignments and, 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 and relationships and not just doing with business with people you like, you know, just learning those type of things that I learned from Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, I mean, the things that are in this book will catapult you. I mean, literally catapult you towards your future. What would have normally taken you five years to do, you'll have people doing it in 12 months. And it's not because they're different people. They're just moving with a different purpose and a different mission to compress the time because really and truly saying that I'm a multimillionaire is one of my smallest accomplishments in the world. That's just yeah. one of my smallest accomplishments. It's, it's, it's an ingredient of my major accomplishments. Yeah. But to say I'm a multimillionaire, I wouldn't even put that at the top 10 things that I've ever accomplished because I just think anybody can do it. I, <laughs> I literally believe that anybody can become a multimillionaire. Just like, you know, you show me somebody who has a six pack abs, that'll show you somebody who could be a, a multimillionaire. Show me a, a single mother who, who has their kid at school every day on time and she's at work on time every day and she picks that kid up on time every day without missing a beat. That is a multimillionaire. Yeah. They just don't know how to transfer the discipline of being an on-time single mother to, to, to tr transferring it. It's the same thing. It's the same principles. But you bring it over here to a, to, to, a, to a way that you can monetize it. That's how you become a multimillionaire. You do what you're good at. You master it and you do it again and again and again. Most people will focus and put energy on their weaknesses. Multimillionaires, they put their energy on their strengths. They manage their weaknesses. They multiply their strengths. Just that simple message in the book would have changed my life forever. So impactful. I love that. I Thank wish you. I would have, you know, for me, because uh, I got started a little later, that giant within me was sleeping for so many years. It uh, Just similar to you, how you said it woke up when you were about in fourth grade. I was about nine years old, similar to you, fourth grade. Wow. And I waited until I was 26. So it's wow. that, yeah, I waited 17, 18 years to like wake up and, yeah. and remember that feeling of like, you were destined for greatness. You're here to do something right. different than everyone else. You need to wake up, you know? And it's it hasn't been easy and we don't know what's gonna happen. We don't, we kind of learn as we go, but that yeah. is, that is a great message for people. And I'm so glad that they got to hear it because everyone, everyone has the capability of being great and doing something different. We just have to apply what we currently are doing into that area, that space. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I'll say one more thing. Can I say one more thing on that, please? Um, because, you know, when you write the book and you kind of, you, you, you'll know where I'm coming from this, you're an author. Um, 
there are chapters or pillars inside this book. Um, and, and it, it hit no, number one bestseller on Amazon even before it released mm -hmm. um, on, on, a, on, on a worldwide scale in its exactly. category. Thank you. And what happened was people were, were asking me about the book and I we, we would do talks like this. But my favorite pillar in the book is based on how I feel that day. Mm. Like, and, and I'm not joking with you. Like right now, my favorite chapter in the book is when I talk about being a friend to your future self. Mm. And it's hitting me differently right now, I guess, because of where we're in, the time that we're in. Like imagine, Janine, that what if you made decisions for the future, Janine? Like literally, like what would the future, where, where would the future Johnny show up and say, thank you for making that decision when you were 30 years old? When you have a conscious mind to make decisions for the future you, so the future you can say thank you, it puts you in a mindset that every decision that you make, you have a certain level of accountability because the future you is going to ask you about it one day. There's a whole chapter about that. And wow. what I'm talking about, there is no way you can finish that chapter without loving yourself and, and just absolutely wanting to impress the future you. Who thinks like that? Who says... The decision I'm making today, it's not to get likes on social media, but it's to get a like from the future me. Mm. That's some good I stuff. Love that. And I've heard I've actually heard of that before. And uh, but the way that you explained it, I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Like speaking to that future self, who is that person? Who do you need to right. be today to show up differently then? Or at that time. Wow, that's really I mean, good. I, I can think about the times in my life where I want to cuss the old Johnny out. Like, you let me down. You, Why did you do this? But I can also think about the times where I'm like, man, thank you, Johnny. Mm -hmm. And when you can have that conversation with yourself, you start the process of self-inventory. Mm. And, that, and that's a whole nother chapter. That is a whole other chapter. I cannot wait to dive in. <laughs> And uh, do the journal work with the book and, and really dissect it. It's going to be a book that I probably read twice. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a firm believer that you can read it once and be in a different space and then read it six months later and be in a completely different space and get different things from it and understand things right. differently. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to dive I'm a little deeper into it. Thank um, you. Make sure you post and tag me when you do your exercises. Tag me so I can share it with the world. I will. I will. And so if our uh, viewers want to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you with your social media, et cetera? Social media is the easiest way. I'm very active. Do at Wimbry, at Wimbry, my last name, at Wimbry on, fa on Facebook, Instagram. I believe it's LinkedIn too. If not, it's Johnny Wimbry. Um, but pretty much at Wimbry, um, hashtag Coach Johnny. You'll find me. You're, you, there's no way you can miss me. I own Wimbry everything. So Wimbry.com. Um, but you know, uh, the book you can order at any major bookstore in the world. Um, I, I send people to Amazon because Amazon gets the book to people in like two days, which is absolutely insane. That's faster mm -hmm. than we can get it to you. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't, I don't care if you get it from Amazon. It's not about how much money I make. You know, they take a large portion of, 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 of the funds, but it's, it's more important for me that you get the book and I get credit for the sale. So I don't care where you get it at. Um, just get the book and join the BAM squad. And trust me, you'll be glad you did. We'll be business partners. A lot of us will be doing business together. 
I love that. I love it, love it, love it. I will keep you updated on my progress with the book. Thank you so much for joining hey, me. Thank you for having me. You're thank amazing. You for, uh, sharing your, uh, your goodness with us, your inspiration, all of that. Make sure that you guys follow him and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you guys. God bless you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Janine Hernandez Experience Podcast. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to our channel, Instagram, and all things social media. We'll see you soon on the next episode.